welcome to That Vacation Co. Podcast. I am Caleb, and it is a late night in western New York. Well, it's probably a late night wherever you are. Uh, maybe not while you're listening to this, but while we're recording it, it's a late night. Um, because we let time get away from us again, and here we are late at night. So, um, yeah, we are talking about uh, Baton Rouge tonight. Our minds are on Baton Rouge because right now they are going through Hurricane Ida. And uh, as we're recording this, we just got word that the storm is kind of getting to that point where the eye is nearing that area and um, my parents have lost power at this point. And so we're we're keeping updated and thinking about all our Baton Rouge people and our families and friends that are down there and praying for them and thinking about them during this time. Chanel and I have weathered a few hurricanes in our time. Uh, Chanel probably weathered a few more than I because she had a a few extra years on me down there. Um, I lived there from 2003 till 2017. Uh, I moved down there for Bible college, and Chanel is a Baton Rouge native. So she lived there up until we moved up here in 2017 to New York. So, um, of course, our our thoughts are definitely with those people as they go through Hurricane Ida. And our, we are always paying attention to the weather during hurricane season to see what's happening in the Gulf. Um, but, yeah, so we wanted to, to mention that as we begin here. Chanel, do you have any... You're, you're leaving. Um, do you have any thoughts on hurricanes? <laughs> I was just about to go grab my phone real quick to look something up. Um, um, yeah, hurricanes down south. It's kind of a, it's kind of a rite of passage growing up in Louisiana, South Louisiana, um, to know how to weather a hurricane. Um, there are so many different takes on what to do and what you should do. There are some things that are central to everything. You sort of stock up on some supplies and make sure you have what you need, or if it's bad enough, you possibly evacuate. Um, I've never actually done that or had to do that. Um, also with Louisiana, you just have to understand the culture. Um, there's a bit of levity to everything, which is maybe not always a good thing, especially when you're dealing with hurricanes. So having... Hurricane parties is not unusual. It is not unusual to find some guys under their carport grilling or cooking jambalaya. I saw pictures already of people doing just that. You know, that's how they weathered the storm. Obviously, when it starts to get pretty bad, they head on inside. But, you know, they cook up a pot of jambalaya and get ready to brace themselves for the storm. So there's a bit of there's some seriousness to it, but also Louisianians are always going to find a way to pass a good time. So, um, yeah, but it gets serious. Everybody gets serious about it at a certain point. And uh, then you have the aftermath and the cleanup process and the hum of the generators for days on end if you're out of power for days, which is pretty miserable in August in Louisiana. It gets pretty hot and humid. and um, But it's just a complete, it's a total vibe. Like hurricane season is a vibe in South Louisiana. So I'll say that and uh, I'll turn it over to Caleb while I go grab my phone. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, during my time, I, I don't know, maybe four or five hurricanes while I was down there. 
Um, 2005, of course, was Hurricane Katrina to the day, August 29th, I believe it was. Yeah, and so I guess that's to the day. Um, that was definitely a very powerful storm, did a ton of damage to New Orleans, and, you know, we're trying to kind of keep an eye on what the damage is, you know, happening right now, but oftentimes with hurricanes, it's it's obviously the damage is happening during the storm, but you don't really get to assess it until afterwards, um, because you need to seek shelter and all that. So um, we're we're trying to keep aware of how the damage is and how it compares to pre- previous storms. Um, and, you know, we're definitely worried about that kind of stuff. But um, we also have been through enough hurricanes to to know for the most part. We're we're trusting our our families will be all right and all of that stuff. But it it is kind of miserable afterwards. You know, your power's out for an extended period of time the hottest part of the summer and uh yeah that that's no fun uh but i guess that's kind of part of life down in the south and uh i mean at least the gulf coast and i actually had this thought this morning you know why why would you choose to live in a place like that well i i think it's something that you know for the locals it, it goes beyond just like well sure yeah we get hurricanes and that's not cool and um, so maybe logically, yeah, I guess you could say why, you know, maybe we shouldn't rebuild or maybe we shouldn't go back. Uh, but home is home. And, you know, to ask somebody to uproot, maybe they've lived there for generations. Um, you know, that, that's a difficult thing, you know, to, a, to a people that, that, that area means so much to it's a way of life. You know, many of the people, especially along the coastline make their living, uh, on the Gulf, you know, whether they're shrimpers or other type of fishermen or, you know, whatever, um, it's all they know. So to abandon that is, is a, you might as well ask them to stop being alive, you know, because that's, that's what they love and that land and, and, and everything there is what they love. So it it does make sense why people choose to remain. And, uh, I fault no one for choosing that. Um, you know, it's, it's home. So, how are you going to tell somebody they have to leave? You know, it's it's a difficult thing. But um, because our minds are on Baton Rouge, we wanted to do a shorter episode. You know, as we say, shorter. We'll we'll see how long this goes. Um, but we wanted to do an episode, kind of a quick flyover of Baton Rouge. So this is not connected to our forty-eight hours series, but we're just saying, like, hey, what would it be like? Let's say you got a day in Baton Rouge. Um, what would you do? Where would you go? What would you eat? Um, you know, uh, I, I wouldn't suggest to anybody, unless you're going down there to help in the recovery efforts after the hurricane, uh, that you do your 24-hour flyover of Baton Rouge. Um, having firsthand experience in this after Hurricane Gustav, it can take a few weeks before supply lines really get back to normal. So if you're going down there and you're looking for the best place to go eat, you're just simply not going to find it because most of these restaurants are going to be shut down. So uh, maybe save this for another time another trip to Baton Rouge. Um, so I was trying to think of, you know, like where would I tell somebody to go? And then it dawned on me. I recently did this because I had a friend who traveled down to Baton Rouge and they literally had like 30 hours, something like that in, in the city. And I, I gave them two suggestions. Uh, one of them actually is a chain. Um, but when we go to Baton Rouge, that's one of the places we go, and that's Raising Cane's. It's a chicken finger place. It is a fast food place, and it is a chain. It's one of the fastest growing chains in America, but it was started in Baton Rouge. So go to the original. Um, it's 
I believe the original, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Chanel, because it was started before I lived there, but I believe the original was over near the LSU campus. Um, but that would be my suggestion. Go there. And then I would also suggest um, maybe a place like the Jambalaya Shop, which is, um, I guess it's still counter service. It's not necessarily quick service, but it's counter service in the sense you walk up to the counter and order it. Um, fast casual. And uh, order a, a bowl of gumbo and a plate of jambalaya, and you'll be set to experience some local cuisine. What you got, Chanel? Yeah, so we're doing this on the cuff, and those are two of the places that I would have de- definitely recommended um, to give you some some local Louisiana flavor. Um, like Caleb said, Raising Cane's is is a fast, a well known fast food joint down there, and it's not Cajun food, but um, it is highly beloved by Louisianians, and now it's becoming beloved by other places around the country. Um, but it was started there in Baton Rouge, and so it's it's fiercely loved by Baton Rouge people. It's just chicken fingers. That's all they do, but they do it really well. Fresh, never frozen. Uh, the sauce is what hooks you in. They have a special sauce to dip the fingers in. You get Texas toast with it, some really good crinkle-cut fries that are always just spot on, some good coleslaw. You can get it on a sandwich if you want. And the sauce is just what keeps people coming back for more. Um, and the fresh, very fresh chicken fingers. So um, that's a must for for me. And I always recommend it for people going into Baton Rouge. I was just going to say real quick, they're the only crinkle cut fries I'll eat. Yeah, yeah. I'm not normally a big crinkle cut fan, but they always do them well. They're crisp. Um, they're excellent in that sauce. You want to dip your chicken fingers and your french fries in that sauce. And your fingers. And your actual fingers, Caleb says. I also am a fan of their honey mustard. Um, it's a little different to me than other honey mustards. It's a little like runnier, but it's really tasty. Like it's a very drippy honey mustard, but it's a really good honey mustard. So, so Caleb, Caleb, Caleb thinks that my description is not appetizing, but it's good. So I always get the sauce and the honey mustard because I like to have access to both for my french fries and my fingers, my chicken fingers, that is. Um, so that's a must to me. Um, and then to get a little, I have two other suggestions. My first one that comes to mind, and if you heard our, we did a series uh, or did a show a while back, the last time we visited Baton Rouge, we talked about it. And I talked about Elsie's plate and pie. And that is probably currently my favorite restaurant down there. And it's hard to pick because there are so many good food restaurants. And if you ask me on a different day, I might tell you a different place. But that's one that I keep going back to as one of my favorites. It's relatively a newer player um, down there. There are new restaurants opening all the time in Baton Rouge. It's a very foodie city. Um, But it's a great one to be able to get some um, real taste of Louisiana cuisine. You can get um, what they're known for is their pies. So they do savory pies um, like seafood pie, crawfish pie. Um, There's a chicken pie. They're all wonderful. But they have some other things too. There's good bread, beans, and rice. I've gotten fried catfish there before. To me, fried catfish is a must when I'm down there because I can't find good fried catfish up here. And um, so everything they do there, everything that I've had there is very good. And then they have dessert pies, which are wonderful. So this is a wonderful place. It's, it's, 
heavy food, lots of butter. Um, so don't go there thinking that you're going to eat light, but it is a wonderful taste of Louisiana. And I would say if you need something a little bit more budget friendly, I would say hop on over, like Caleb said, to a jambalaya shop or a pot and paddle, which is kind of more like fast casual, you know, walk up to the counter, order your order your um, your combo meal and you're going to get solid, really good jambalaya or gumbo. Um, they usually have some other options as well. Um, Maybe not a lot of people know this, but Jambalaya Shop has great fried catfish. I find all the good fried catfish places around there. Um, So there's lots of good things. I would say if you do go to Jambalaya Shop or Pot and Paddle, get a good cross section. Like get a little bowl of gumbo and a bowl of jambalaya and, you know, split it with your friend or something. um, Because you definitely want to try a little bit of all of that. Because that is really... Honestly, that's going to give you the best taste of Louisiana, other than if you have a local making it for you. If you have access to somebody who's making it for you, like I said, like you're down there and somebody's having a hurricane party and they're cooking a pot of jambalaya or pastalaya in their carport, that's going to be probably the best thing that you can get. But pot and paddle or jambalaya shop, they're pretty bang on for their for what they give you too. So those are our food recommendations. There are so many more. I hate to have to leave things off, but we kind of wanted to do this as a 24-hour thing because we recently had to give this advice to a friend. So now we'll go on to something more like, you know, if you got a little spare time, what should you do in Louisiana? Caleb, do you want to go first? you want me to go first? Okay. Uh, One last thing to tag on to the food thing. Uh, I think Baton Rouge is definitely a city where you need to find out where the locals are eating. I've kind of had to walk back the idea of in every city or every town eat where the locals eat because I think there's generally some areas where the local shops are not always the best. It just depends on where you live. Um, but I think Louisiana find out where the locals are eating. Um, you know, obviously that's not always true because some people got bad taste, but, um, just don't go to Baton Rouge and eat at Olive Garden, go to Baton Rouge and find something good. And there's plenty of it, as Chanel was talking about. And if you need to know, you can ask us. Your friendly neighborhood travel agents. We know the answers. We have people. Um, Yeah, so moving on to things to do. So uh, there's a lot of cool things to do in Baton Rouge. And we know that because we live there. Um, I would suggest... uh, Do I I want to take yours or not? I don't know. It was my suggestion when we were talking. Yeah, so I... I suggested when we were just briefly talking about this before we started, um, the the governor's or not the governor's mansion. I'm sorry, uh, the state capital. So Baton Rouge is the state capital of Louisiana, and they have a very unique uh, state capital building, the tallest one in the nation, and it's a really cool building. Um, is this building Art Deco? Okay. In the last episode, I got myself in trouble by using the phrase Art Deco when I was referring to mid-century modern. Ooh, you know, because everybody knows that stuff. Uh, so this this building is Art Deco, and uh, it is a cool building. Check it out. The state capitol. Um, sometimes they offer tours, I believe. I don't know. You know, obviously with COVID, things are different and all that stuff. So, um but the whole downtown area of Baton Rouge is, is pretty cool. There's a lot of fun stuff to see. Um, so, they, yeah, that's my suggestion. If you're looking for something to do, you got a little time to kill in Baton Rouge, I would suggest the State Capitol Building. 
So I'm going to add on to his because mine, my suggestion is in that general vicinity, but it's not exactly in that same location. Um, the state capitol is really cool. And if you get to go up to the top of it on a not so windy day, like not right now, that would be awful. Um, but <laughs> on a not so windy day, it could be um, it can you can get some really pretty views. It's uh, it's it's. 30 over 30 stories high so i'm not exactly sure on the number there but it's over 30 um a beautiful building beautiful interiors yeah if you get to have a tour you can see the hallway where poor huey p long one of our famous governors was shot they can still show you the bullet holes in the wall um but it's a beautiful building with some really beautiful um decorations inside and things like that but i would suggest actually surprise surprise i'm going to suggest um the the um downtown library i'm always suggesting a library um so the river center branch of the library down there in downtown baton rouge down in the galvez plaza um it is a beautiful newly constructed library there was a library there formerly on that site that was demolished and um, rebuilt. And it's a beautiful building, state-of-the-art. I might be a little biased because we have a very close friend that works there that's the children's librarian whom Olive loves dearly, is we say Olive's aunt. And so... um, I mean, we love her dearly. We love her dearly, too. But so um, it's a beautiful building. And the reason that I like to suggest it to guests is for several reasons. Number one, it's free. I love to suggest libraries because they're free. They often have beautiful architecture, um, artwork, sometimes really significant historical things. This particular library is, I want to say, four to five stories tall. It has a beautiful terrace that overlooks the Mississippi River and the Mississippi River Bridge, as well as the old state capitol. We have two state capitals in Baton Rouge. We have what we refer to the old state capitol and the new state capitol. Now, the new state capitol is 90 plus years old. Um, but the old state capitol is really cool. It's got some cool architecture. It looks like an old castle. And so on that terrace at the library, you really get a great panoramic panoramic view of the old state capitol, the bridge, and the river. And if you hit it at the right time of the day, sometimes you get the most gorgeous sunsets over it, and it makes for a beautiful pictures. So you get a free, gorgeous panoramic view. You can go check out a state-of-the-art, really beautiful library that's well done. You can walk around the Galvez Plaza and just enjoy that area. You can even, not too much, it's just maybe a block or two down the road. You can actually go climb up the levee and look at the Mississippi River and, and get the overlook. Um, so it's just a beautiful area. Like I said, it's something that's inexpensive. And if you've only got 24 hours in the city, it's a great little spot to check out. As a second and very good honorable mention, I would even say, if you have time, check out the LSU Lakes. Um, It's a great place to walk or get a jog in if you're the exercise type and need to get a little run or a walk in. Um, There's some beautiful lakes there, and you'll get to see parts of the campus, which is a gorgeous old campus, lots of beautiful live oak trees, some great, again, great architecture. If you're a football fan, it's kind of a big deal. The stadium there is huge. And um, the Mike the Tiger enclosure is also really cool if you're traveling with kids. It's a great, 
area to see a live tiger in a really cool enclosure. Um, so that's my secondary backup option for people who are visiting and have a short stay. The LSU campus and the LSU lakes are a great area to just check out. So, Yep, all of that is accurate as the day is long. Um, also, if you are over in the area of like the River Center and the Mississippi River and all of that, just down the road is one of those old Frost Top hot dog restaurants. A lot of people like those. It's cool. I don't know. Get a root beer and a hot dog. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So our as we said, our our minds are on Baton Rouge uh, as they weather the storm. Uh, and you know, if you are a Baton Rougean listener to this podcast, I know by the time you get it, the storm is over, and you might not have electricity, so you might not be listening to this until you know a few days from now. Uh, just know we've been praying for you guys, and you know, thinking about you guys. And if you are not a Baton Rougean, hopefully, um, you check it out sometime because it is a fun city with a lot of fun things to do, um, a lot of great places to eat. And the people are truly amazing. So go check out Baton Rouge. And to do so, we would encourage you to book with the greatest travel agents known to man, That Vacation Co. We know this because we are them. So uh, hit us up. We'd love to help you uh, with your travel endeavors. We'll put together a free, no obligation quote for you. And uh, that simply means exactly what it is. It's free. We're not charging you for this quote. And there's no obligation uh, because if if you decide that it's just not the right time for you or whatever, uh, you're not obligated to follow through with any of that. But we do believe that we can offer you great service and, uh, you know, just the prices that that will make it work for you and your family. And uh, so please uh, consider booking your next vacation with us. We would love to help you with that. We are that vacation company serving you the most delightful destinations. 